Hey guys, I'm Nikki. And I'm Tara. We are the two Blooming Blondes. Blooming Blondes. Nobody wants to hear the fake crap, you know, pretending to be something that you're not. She's like, I can say the most crazy thing to somebody and she's going to get it. I don't want somebody to look at me and like, oh, well, she's just trying to be like this girl. No, I'm not. I'm trying to be authentic. Who am I? I am 39 years young, and I have been living in Minnesota for most of my life. I had a small time back when I was in elementary school where we lived in Colorado. That was because of you know my dad's job at the time, but then they loved Minnesota so much that we came back. And so I grew up in an amazing fun little suburb that's right outside the Twin Cities area and the school was great I've got one younger brother who's four years younger although I feel like he could be my older brother (laughs) at times (laughs) because he's you know it's like it's just he and I so he's he looks out for me I look out for him and school was normal for the most part besides all the stupid crap that most people go through went to college just a community college for I don't know a couple years because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I was all set up to Mm -hmm. go to a big state college because my friends Mm -hmm. were going and I thought yep I had my room my dorm picked out I had my roommate who was a friend of mine and it was literally like a couple days before we had to go and I said I can't do it I'm not doing it. I can't live. Mm -hmm. I can't go because everybody else is going, but I'm glad I made that decision. Although, you know, my, my parents supported me a hundred percent, but my roommate was not Mm -hmm. very happy with me, but anyways. So I was like, I don't even know what I want to do with my life. I'm just, I just turned 18 and I don't know. So, and I know Mm -hmm. most people don't know exactly what they want to do with their life at that time, but I thought, hey, why don't I get my generals and just go from there and then I'll figure something out, you know, I'll at least just get the generals under my belt. So I just went to a community college for a couple of years and I then got into restaurant management. I was following in my, my dad's footsteps at the time. He started out Uh in restaurant management and then he you know, just worked his way up as district manager. And then he worked for the corporate. And I thought, yep, I want, that's what I want to do. And then turns out that's not what I wanted to do. It was long days, long hours, holding people accountable, always having to be on, you know, you just never knew when you had to go mm-hmm. in. And so that was just, that was a couple of years. And then insurance fell into my lap. And so to make a long story short, I was in the insurance industry. I'm still in the insurance industry for now going on 16 years. And I've wore a bunch of different hats. You know, I've been in agency support and deployment and recruitment. And I met a lot of amazing people. But my passion has always been in health and wellness, overall nutrition, just, you know, the mind, the body, everything. And I think that is what I thought I was going to go into back when I was in, you know, right out of high school, I was really interested in dietetics and nutrition, but I didn't 
go into it, which I don't know why. I can't even answer that right now. But anyway, so that's still a passion of mine. And so about five years ago, I decided to get certified as a personal trainer as like a first step because I didn't know where where it would bring Mm -hmm. me. You know, I was like, you know, I'm going to do this and see. And so since then, I've just been holding accountability groups online with other like-minded women and people who just want a accountability they want they want support motivation fitness tips and recipes which I absolutely love that accountability yeah yeah I think everybody really Mm -hmm. wants that whether they they say that they want it they know that that's what's going to really kick them in the gear Right. And it's more than just accountability of what you're eating. It's almost like you feel cared for and you feel like somebody wants you at your best or living your best life. So it feels very comforting at the same time. Right. Right. And that somebody else is in your corner and that they're not doing it alone because I, you know, as we get older, you know, me, a mom of a three-year-old, we don't get out as much. And so I don't always talk to other moms as much or other friends as much as I'd like to. And so that's pretty much all I was going to say about me and who I am. And of course, as we go on uh, further episodes, you know, everybody will learn a little bit more. But, you know, mm-hmm. before you boring everybody to death, <laughs> that's just the cliff note version of me. Tell me a little bit about you. Okay, so... I've lived in Illinois my whole life. I grew up in a small town of like 500 people. My parents divorced when I was, I think, in fifth grade. And so my whole life, I've just known my mom as, not known my mom, my dad was always there. We had weekends with him and stuff. But I just, she was my role model for working hard, always having a job, you know, stuff like that. So when college came, I was the only one in my family to go to college. So I really didn't have like an understanding of what it was. I just knew I had friends going to college for business administration, business management, whatever. So I went to a junior college first and got whatever classes I thought were cool or whatever. I seriously had no understanding of college and I can't even explain why. I just didn't. I don't know if I didn't apply myself in high school or what. So after my two years of community college, I transferred down to a university. And kind of like what you said, all my friends were going, all my friends were doing it. And I felt like that was the next step. And that was really my first time away from home. And I met two of my best friends. They're you know, my roommates from college there. So I don't regret that. I did not graduate with a degree, probably because I didn't really have a passion for business, although I continued in those classes. So I just really didn't it wasn't important to me. And then being away from home for the first time, I found partying or just having fun and not really taking school important or serious. So I came back home after that and I went back to this insurance company I worked with for two years. I just basically was their secretary and I ran quotes for them. And and then I got a job with the state and it was only temporary. And I was kind of like that. I was jack of all trades. I was a secretary, an office coordinator, whatever it was that was temporary and needing positions until finally I got hired full time as a, what was my title then? A contract compliance analyst. So I've been with the state for the Department of Transportation for a little over 10 years now. 
and my title has transferred from an analyst to a compliance investigator, mm. contract compliance investigator. That, that sounds kind of fancy. Yeah, it sounds fancy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am very blessed with my job. It's got me where I am today. I've worked hard, and I think that's just kind of like where it came with watching my mom as I grew up. She always had a job, and so I knew if I didn't have that education, I was going to have to work to get a job. Like I never thought of anything other than just having a job to support my family or to support me. Right. So I never really put into the concept of what do I want? What do I love? What's mm -hmm. my passion? So here I am 11 years later with the state, happy, you know, blessed with my job, but not yeah. happy. So to me, a passion is helping people or just enriching life. So really just making our time here on this planet the best it can possibly be. And I think that's more fulfilling than some investigator job. Oh, for <laughs> you know, sure. I hear you. Out fraud. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people are in that so, same boat too. It, me included. Like you said, you, you know, you got into, you've been working for the state. I mean, did you want to go and do that? Is that something that you set out to do? No. Did I want to get into insurance? No, no not really. I mean, partially I, I like helping people, you know, insurance, they protect people's lives and what matters most. But, but yeah, like you said, you, now you're, we're made for more and you want to do things that fill that, what your purpose is for life. That's like the perfect transition to, I think, you know, how we met is I have, I have this written down back in July 21st, 2018. I had reached out to you and I had told you that yeah. how inspiring you were and felt it was important to let you know that. And you had said that you had found it important recently that when life throws blows at you, take a step outside of it and find the lesson and positivity in it, express it and awaken other like-minded people. And that was just like, whoa that's my soul <laughs> sister and then now here we are today yeah. over a year later and we decided okay we really do have a lot of things in common and we just want to help others and share our journeys and what we've done along the way when we hit those road bumps and challenges we faced how we how we overcome them how we work at it daily but I just thought that was, I had to tell you about that. I know you're just, you're probably like, whoa, I didn't, didn't remember that. But yeah, I just thought that was just um, so cool. Yeah. And I remember the word, I remember when you reached out, I don't remember the words I said, but I think what's, so I kind of have the chills <laughs> over here, but I think what's really cool is we've both had those moments. Yeah. Like we've never been uneven. We've always been balanced between the two of us. And I've had times where I've reached out to you since we've known each other and you've kind of checked me or you've got me back, you know, you've grounded me again and it's just been great. And I think that's just really the journey of life and what everybody wants to kind of have or understand is that you might know something today and then tomorrow you might be down, but somebody else has your back or can help you. And I think that's just, yeah, for sure. Know, really cool for sure. Have. And I think so yeah. many times we have, in our minds where we're thinking that we're, we're doing this alone or we're having mm -hmm. these feelings of 
oh, should I be doing this? Or I'm feeling this way. And we don't say anything, but it's so important to say something because really more people are going through things that you're going through than you even know. And I found that in, you know, in my accountability groups and especially you, you know, so that is why we decided to bring this Blooming Blondes podcast to life. Yeah. And just for the sheer fact of helping others see. That they're not alone. Right. Right. Because I think outside, outside of our upbringing and our college experience and whatnot, we both have boyfriend issues we can talk about from the past or struggles that we have dealt with along the way that we can now talk about, which I think is really, I don't want to use cool as a good word, but it's our humbling experience now that we can, I mean, we can talk about it now, but you know, when we were going through it, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is like the worst (sighs) thing ever. And I don't think anybody's ever going to understand this situation and they're going to think I'm crazy or I'm dumb or I shouldn't have, you know, or like the biggest, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Because like we said, everything happens for a reason. So why, what's this lesson? Yeah. Let's learn and let's move forward. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever said life was going to be easy. Girl, right? This shit's hard. And nobody has a robot. Right. And it's hard even when you have, so I'm just going to like touch on this for a second, but I know we'll get into this in in future Mm -hmm. podcasts. But as far as, you know, mental health awareness, that was just a week ago, mental Mm -hmm. health awareness. Even when you are at your best, you know, you're you've got a clear head, everything's going good. You know, you don't have anything bogging you down, any issues. Life is hard. You need to work. You got to work at it every day. You feel bad or, you know, you got to lift your yourself up or have a group or a tribe of people that are supportive mm-hmm. that are going to help bring you up too. Like this isn't just a, you, you can do it by yourself deal. And I was right. very, I thought that for so long, like I can do it by myself. No, I'm, I'm not going to put my yeah. burden of feeling depressed or anxious, or I'm not going to put that on anybody else. I can, I can deal with, deal with right. this on my own, oh my but gosh. yet you don't want to say that you're feeling, you have certain thoughts of, you know, like depression can be shit, a million different crazy thoughts in your head and you you're scared to say that to some I mean that's when I was 15 but you're scared to say anything because you're like I don't want to at that age especially a teenager you don't want to be unlike anybody you want to be like everybody else and what you think at that age is that everybody's just hunky-dory and it should be okay and you just don't talk about it you know that's but now which is the main reason that it that it's caused because we're trying so hard to be like everybody else that we're not being ourselves. And that's sad. I know that is the, yeah. And then, and then you just kind of like sweep it under the rug and you're thinking, okay, tomorrow's going to be a better day. So yeah, that's another topic that we'll definitely touch on. But I mean, and hopefully people can feel vulnerable enough to, you know, with us telling our experiences in the past and what we've gone through and putting this out there. It's really sad, scary stuff, but 
to be able to come out of it, it makes you that much stronger, you know, and yeah, and I would say a year ago, I probably couldn't talk about half the things that happened to me. Because like you said, I felt like I was the weird one for experiencing certain things or why was this happening or how like nobody was I just felt like I just had to deal with it by myself. Like you said, yeah, yeah. So I never talked about anything. I was just, oh, I'm fine. I'm strong enough. I can do this. I'm this independent woman. I'll handle this. Well, that becomes a burden that weighs you down. So being able to free that and release that. And then at one point or some point in our lives, talk about it. Yeah. That's the humbling part. That's when you know, you've gotten through something and you've come out stronger on the other end. Yeah. And to your point, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have been able to talk about this, you know, maybe over, well, I would say a year or two ago either, but with Mm -hmm. the things that I've practiced daily since then, and the personal development and everything that with the company that I'm with doing my wellness and fitness stuff. I mean, I've, it's just forced me to get into a place that was uncomfortable. So I got comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think like you had said, you were mentioning to me some of the teachings that you did this last year, even before you got certified as yoga instructor and you know all that work that you had to do on yourself it was hard wasn't it yes it was it was like a roller coaster that I could not yeah like you feel like you're going backwards because you're dipping into those emotions that have hurt you and that that you're not able to yeah and that's why I think a lot of people are like no 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 I'm not going to talk about it because it's too hard like it hurts and it's not going to help or it's it's just going to bring out bad demons. And, but the truth of the matter is if you get that out and you work through it and not just talk to people, but maybe if you read something or you hear somebody else going through the same Mm -hmm. thing, that's how you get through. And another thing is the reason why we are called blooming blondes is that every flower must grow through dirt, you know, and you go through the crap and then you bloom into an amazing yes. being when you yeah. go through all that, you know? So, and you know, what's cool about that. I did one of my yoga teachings about this and I loved it, but it was just, you know, we all start as a seed. And like you said, how we sprout or how we bloom and then how we blossom, however we grow, it's something that shouldn't be controlled. And I think we learned that release of control later in life. Yeah. Which I think is, is something that I wish we all knew when we were younger, let's not control our fate, not control that we have to be married by 20 summer kids by mid twenties, you know, or we have to have all these things in life that we just flow like the way the current, you know, flows in the river. And I think, I think that's why we like the whole blooming blondes because we have, we have come from rebirth basically of a flower Mm -hmm you know, a seed again, and we're growing. And I just feel like everybody should know they have that chance just because of what has happened to you. It doesn't shape you for the rest of your life. You have the choice the next day to grow again, to blossom into a different flower if you want or something. It's, we are not stuck with where we are. Right. It's never too late to turn around. It's never, ever too late. I think that's another issue that people think that, oh, well, I'm 
I'm this or I'm that and I can't change now. This is I'm set in these ways. This is how I was raised. This is in my blood. This is how I this is this it all that. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. You are creating your destiny. Your thoughts are creating what is happening to you and what you are feeling at this moment, this very moment. And your thoughts are so flipping powerful. And I've just, just tapped into it just a little bit this year knowing, and I know, like I said, a lot of things like comes with age and there's just some things that you can't tell someone who's 21 versus someone who's 41. You know, I I get Mm -hmm. that. I get it. But if you could, it's like, it's just, I don't know how else to tell people that you can always make a change. You can always turn it around. Well, and something, something you said a minute ago about, you know, tapping into that growth, like getting on that roller coaster that feels like, holy cow, I'm stirring up too much. I need to close the books and call it quits. Yeah. But we are all shaped by trauma or however you want to call it, instances that have happened our whole life. Like I said, my parents divorcing in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Little did I know how much that probably shaped me to who I am Mm -hmm. now. Or just my relationship with my father. How has that shaped me for how I choose relationships? You know, so it's like when you awaken your mind to those things that have happened to you, you're allowed to release them. So you aren't shaped by those actions and how your actions now they don't have to reflect things that you don't even realize are affecting you from your past. I hope that made sense. Absolutely. It made sense. I got a little yeah. loose on yeah, that. Yeah, no, it, it, it does but, for sure. Cause you may not know yeah. why you're, you act or do a certain thing, but it's all a lot. A lot of it is just linked to how you were, like you said, shaped when you were growing up. Yeah. And then when yeah. you find out, oh, okay, well, this is a common trait of someone who was raised by whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can't change what's ever happened to you. But you don't have to resonate with it. And you can... You don't have to be that Right. You take accountability for who you... Mm -hmm. For your actions today. And it's just like, I, I, I think so many people that I've met that have had such either traumatic or horrible upbringings they are some of the strongest people I know the strongest people I know and it's because they just persevered and got through it because they weren't gonna let that define who they were today yeah and I think it's an understanding of knowing how it feels to be in that situation to this awareness that you don't want to see anybody else in that situation. So it becomes how you treat others. You have more of that awareness that you, you know how it feels to not be loved. So you wouldn't want anybody else to feel that same way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it really is life-changing when a person becomes aware, especially aware of like, I hate to say it, their own bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I, I, that is Mm -hmm. me and I have the ability to, to change mm-hmm. that, which could be a whole other topic too. We can talk yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. don't you think that most people that you talk to today, most of your friends and family and people have had some type of traumatic or maybe not so great upbringing? 
I mean, I know a few yeah. people that are like, oh, no, we had a really great childhood. Well, you know, that that's yeah. great. But most people I know, mm-hmm. it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Or it's like maybe they've had a great childhood or a great upbringing, but then later in life, they are find themselves divorcing their spouse, you know, so then that trauma or those changes in their life come later, but right. it still can, you know, shape them. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. We've got a lot. We've got a lot to talk about. I mean, you, mm-hmm. especially just with the mental wellness part of it. Cause I think that's where it yes. starts. You yes. know, it's when we always start. With yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Cause then when you get into, you know, down the line and get into when we start talking about nutrition and fitness, it goes hand in hand with, you know, being mentally prepared too. So, you know, you mm-hmm. can, you can't outwork a bad diet. So you could work out two hours a day and still eat McDonald's and eat like crap during the week and nothing's going to change. <laughs> You're still going to feel most likely like yeah. crap. Yeah. Because your mental <laughs> right, too. right, exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah. that's exactly, and I didn't. I used to. I never thought that. I was like, Girl, I know in my twenties, I just thought, oh well, you know, if I'm going to work out, I'm going to run. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to burn my calories off yeah. and I'm going to run. Well, mm-hmm. that was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, that's not. That's just not always the the right way to do things, but. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> and maybe that's just saying it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> I guess so. Anchor's like, y'all done. You're getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> We've had way too much of you guys tonight. No one got that rabbit hole. <laughs> First episode in. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's uh, what happens when you're keeping it real. Exactly. 